Stand by to launch fan stream sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it's so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. <laughs> oh, Hello, my everyone. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Someone forgot how to work the audio board with JP's in the house. I literally, <laughs> literally, as we're starting, we're like in my head. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, even when you got here in the studio, I'm like trying to like set everything up, and I'm like, wait a second. Just for those who don't know, mm. the show works a lot differently when JP's in studio to when he's on remote. So this morning, I'm like, why can't I not figure out what I used to do? And literally, it's only been like five days since you've been in the studio. Yeah. And then what do I do? You come around and you start talking, and I'm like, wait a second. Why can't I hear him? Turn and on his mic. I'm hitting your mic for when you're on remote <laughs> instead. So, so perfect I'm right there. At you. I'm like, why are you pushing that button? Push that button. I'm so used to being hitting this button. You're never here. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the J.P. Peterson Show on this, uh, what is it, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's golf day. It's Wednesday. I'm very excited about uh, being here in studio and being with you guys. We got a great show for you today because we're already arguing <laughs> back and forth. We're it's for half an hour we've been arguing. So we get to take it to the to the show today. Hopefully you guys enjoy this spirited debate over many things that may come up today. So, uh, But chief among them is the Buccaneers quarterback competition, which uh, Dave Canales put on blast yesterday. Oh, yes, it is very much a competition. And my friend over here, well, I'll let you tell it what you're going to say today. Give him a little preview. Say it. I think Kyle Trask is going to win this quarterback competition. I'm throwing a dart out there wow. on August 2nd, 2023 at 10.02 in the morning. Wow. Kyle Trask is going to win this quarterback competition. He's going to steal it from Baker Mayfield. And you're happy about that. And I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with it. You know. It's amazing how I've come around to this. Second round picks that have played well in the SEC can have success in this league. Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, it can happen. He, he, I, this whole idea that Kyle Trask is a bum because he never supplanted Blaine Gabbert is the dumbest shit ever. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. He got, never got an opportunity. Never got an opportunity to do squat. So it's, it's, a fresh, it's a fresh sheet of ice for this cat, and he's taking advantage of it. And I'm, I'm for one, I'm here for it. And I don't... I, we'll get into it a little bit later, but let's set up the show first. But I think this is not only is it a legitimate competition, but it's a legitimate conversation. And I want to hear what you guys think out there as well. So jump aboard on the comment section on YouTube and Facebook, on Twitter. You know where to find us. And, and, and let's get a poll out there, and we'll, we'll kind of feel like feel it out, see what you guys feel about it. You know, are you happy about this? I mean, did you, you know, I guess I think we all would love for Baker Mayfield to have come out here and just seize the job. And I don't think Baker Mayfield's playing terrible in in practice. It's it's very. This is a new offense for him. This is a, these are new receivers for him. This is new everything for him to throw a few picks. Is not the worst thing in the world in practice. And also, picks in practice are also part of 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 the feeling out process of knowing when you can throw it and when you can't. And that's that's all that's all part of the process. 
So we'll get into that, but I want I want to get your guys' feedback on that. We're going to get into the quarterback competition. We got Rays. Well, the Rays of old have returned, at least for a few days. For the first time since late June, they've won three games in a row. For the first time since late June, they've won two series in a row. For since the first time you know, since you know forever, they're actually hitting the baseball, which is nice to see. So, you know, I there's a lot of good stuff to talk about with the Rays and Yankees, and we'll get into that. Um, I still have a big beef with what they did at the deadline because, once again, I was right. They didn't spend shit. Not a freaking dollar. Not a dollar. In fact, they made it more, uh, made it easier to make more money. In fact, Stu Sternberg probably made $25 million yesterday, and we'll tell you how he did that. So we'll get into to the Rays and Yankees, good and bad. We got two great interviews for you today. Um, Dave Canales is just what a breath of fresh air this guy is, man. I just like love listening to him talk, and and he gave such a great wide ranging interview yesterday. We're gonna play the whole damn thing for you, um, and so did Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is just an, a freaking treasure. He Mike Evans is a Tampa Bay treasure, and it goes so far beyond his football. And I just, I just listening to this cat talk, he is so authentic. He's such a good teammate. He's such a great leader. Um, I, I, I just can't say enough great things about Mike Evans. And, you know, we, Pewter Report just did a poll. We did a poll as well about who should be on the Mount Rushmore of Buccaneers. And, you know, we, I think we, I don't know if we agreed on this, but I know Scott, Scott likes to put Warren Sapp up there. I, I put Mike Evans up there. I have Rondé, Mike Evans, Derek, and Leroy. That's my four. And Mike Evans, but when it's all said and done, is going to be one of the, you know, Lord willing, if he stays healthy, and we're going to hear him talk today about that, and I feel like he's going to play well into his 30s. He's, he, he's got an opportunity to rewrite the NFL record book when it comes except for maybe approach, maybe even approach some of Jerry Rice's records. Maybe. Maybe. He's got a shot, which even saying that is just preposterous, right? So we're going we're gonna to play Mike's interview. We're going to break them all down for you, give, her, give, us, give you our takes on it, and, where, and I think it also very pertinent to where this particular team is heading. And we're going to get into the, in, the criticism of the United States women's national team, which is, oh, oh my God, how, how tall. I can't believe you said something bad about our team. Oh, which just happens to be the former captain of the team in Carly Lloyd. And people are losing their mind because they're getting criticized for playing like crap. Welcome to the big boy world of sports. If you don't like it, play better. That's the way it works. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit and many other things that I forget. we got college football stuff to talk about and as well. And J.C. Allen from Pewter Report coming up at 1130 as yeah. well, who was at the Bucks night practice yesterday. Yeah, which was another you know very interesting night for as we transition back into the quarterback battle here. Um, you know, I've, I've been saying for a while, don't discount Kyle Trask. I, I've, I've never been in that camp of, oh, he's never shown anything to this point. In fact, I've been very opposite of that because I know this, this kid's story and his, his, his moxie. You know, maybe when Bowles was talking about moxie, it just wasn't about Baker Mayfield. Trask, just because he's understated and not a rah-rah kind of guy, doesn't mean he can't play football. And it doesn't mean that um, – you know, he's, he doesn't have the charisma to be a starting quarterback in this league. And again, I, I just go back to, to what he did at Florida, and it was dramatic. It was great. And the best 
college football league there is. Now, does that mean you can play pro football? No. But I'm here to tell you, let's look at his skills right now. He's a six foot five quarterback. And you watch him move, he can move. He can move. And I've always said that his movement is underrated, but it's even better now. And under Dave Canales and Thad Lewis, his quarterback coach, he has become very good at throwing off platform. Um, he's throwing darts. He's not turning the ball over, which is obviously a prerequisite uh, to, to getting this starting job. And I will say that I think Baker Mayfield, being a seasoned pro, is probably in a little bit more different headspace. And I think hopefully Dave Canales and Todd Bowles recognize this, that he's probably going to take more chances in practice, some that he wouldn't take in the game. But I'll say this, you can't discount the number of interceptions that he's thrown since he's been in the league. He's been in bad situations. Uh, it, that's definitely part of it. But, you know, that's on your record. That's who you are. That's part of who you are. So we have to take it in, into consideration. And um, it's a thing. There's no question about it. And we're going to see this thing play out. I think, you know, a lot of us, and I, I didn't think it was a, a foregone conclusion that there would, you know, that they were just doing this for uh, optics. I, I never believed that. I believed that, that Dave Canales was authentic because I think he's an authentic human being, to be quite honest. Um, I don't think he's capable of telling bold-faced lies like other uh, coaches and, and uh, coordinators might do or uh, being so uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, uh, talking down to everyone because he knows so much more than everybody else. Uh, and that's why his press conferences are so – so beautiful. So let's, do we have the, um, the, the, the soundbite from Canales? Just basically, we're going to play the whole interview, but this one part I want you to hear when asked about, um, is this a quarterback competition? Is it legitimate? Has Kyle Trask got a shot at winning this job? And Yeah, it's good. So um, first couple of days, I think the, the experience that Baker brings, just playing in games, being in camps, going through installs, you know, you could see – where the offense was gelling really well, the timing of the snaps and all that's really critical for us. So um, probably a little bit of an edge for, for Baker to start off just in terms of the smoothness of the offense. Um, but it just took a couple of days for Kyle to really settle in. And then what we saw is the last two practices, Kyle really showed what he can do, stretching the field with his arm, um, getting the ball out quickly, making decisions. So I'm really excited about both of those guys and the progression that they've made. Um, throughout the last couple of days. Now, somebody asked him if it's competition. I want to hear that Kyle part. talked about working on his fundamentals this offseason. Um, the, the coach of Jacksonville worked on, on being a little less timid in the pocket and standing taller, but it seems like there have been some changes for him from the neck up. He's more decisive with the ball. Um, it seems like it's coming out quicker. Have you seen that from him, and what would you attribute that to? Yeah, he's just he's mastering the concepts, and so the, the more that he can, you know, in a pre-snap way, gather information and really start to progress. So, you know, just in any past concept, you know, you may have as many as three or four progressions, but you don't have time to check all three, kind of like a true sprinkler type of read. So um, where guys start to get comfortable and play fast is when they eliminate one and two, they're getting to three and four in the same rhythm they would. So that's what I've been seeing from him that I'm excited about. And the other thing, too, is just um, – you know, what's happening with Kyle is as I call a play, he's finishing the play, the sentence before I can finish it. So that just, you know, just speaks to like him studying the offense, studying the formations and being really comfortable with what we're calling. So 
I, I don't know exactly where that where the soundbite is, but he's someone asked about, you know, is this truly a, a competition? He said, absolutely, absolutely, it is, and you can just hear from his effusive praise of Kyle Trask there how much Trask has improved, and as uh, as Jeremy Lowe says here, and this is an important point, he says I've been saying this all along: put Trask with starters, and you'll see how good he really is, and. And I think that's important. It's like this kid's never had a chance to work with the ones. And, that, yeah, it makes a difference. Right, and, and that's why you made the point earlier about, well, Baker Mayfield, you know, this is a new offense, and he's never thrown to these guys. And the truth is, I don't know how many times that Kyle Trask has thrown to these ones right. either. Yeah. And this is a new offense for him as well. So you're basically st- starting at ground zero with both guys, in my opinion. And, listen, I don't think Baker, from everything I've heard, and you've been out there, I don't think he's playing bad or anything. No. I think he's been no. good. no. I think in some respects you could say he's had more splash plays than Kyle, but you can't ignore the fact that he's thrown the most interceptions in the NFL since he entered the league in 2018. That's a real statistic. It's a number. It's a number. Whatever went into that, it happened. And during camp so far, and it happened again last night, he's thrown interceptions. That's been a thing that he's been doing at camp so far. And you know who's not throwing interceptions? Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. And if you go back to Canales' first few press conferences with the Bucks. He stressed a lot, you know, the guy who does not turn the ball over the most is probably going to be the guy that wins this quarterback competition. That's right. So I'm seeing all this going on, and I'm seeing these clips of Kyle Trask, and I'm seeing more zip on the ball. Like you said, I'm seeing him throw off platform, just things that I guess I doubted myself looking at him at first. He has clearly evolved. He has clearly done his homework, as Dave Canales said, on this offense. And he showed up to work. And so everybody is saying, and I know this is probably true, that, you know, this is Baker Mayfield's job to lose and everything. And I think you have to start saying that Kyle Trask is starting to almost take it from him a little bit. Now, we're early. We're still early in this process. Let's be real here. We've had, what, two padded practices so far? Mm-hmm. we got to get to some preseason games. I'm going to guess the first quarterback out of the, out of the sideline to go out there for the first series is probably going to be Baker Mayfield to start. Yep. And that's fair. But I've, just, I've been so impressed by Kyle Trask and the curiosity factor. I want to see it. And I started thinking, too, look at other examples around the league. And I, 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 th- I told you this before the show started. Jordan Love is a great example, I think, because yeah. I think him and Kyle are in two very similar situations. Jordan was a first-round pick, yes. He sat behind a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, just like Trash sat behind a Hall of Fame quarterback in Tom Brady. Both are no longer here for different, are no longer at their places for different reasons. They're given the keys to Jordan Love. Like, he's our guy, you know, he's going to be our franchise quarterback, they think. They signed him to that, like, extension and everything for, like, $20 million. Like, they're putting a lot of faith in him, right? The last time he played football in 2020, or the 2019 season, I guess you got to go back to, he played middling football at best at Utah State. Yeah. Okay? And that's four years ago. Kyle Trask, the last time he played football was in 2020. Okay? So one year before, or one year after him, in the SEC, playing that schedule, and to your point, nearly beating Alabama in the SEC championship game. Mm -hmm. So who's to say, if Jordan Love can do it, that Kyle Trask can't do it? Well, and Jordan Love is in a much better position. He's actually been the second quarterback getting reps. Correct. Kyle Trask hasn't got any reps. Correct. Because Brady would not have it. It was so bad that in a meaningless game in Atlanta, when Tom Brady should have been sitting his ass on the bench, 
Brady wouldn't even let Trask go out there and start the game. Because organizationally, I can't believe the Bucs would and, want, and, and wanted, the, um, wouldn't have wanted to see Kyle Trask. And, the pre- and to the point where the previous OC, who does not need to be right. named, or forget, <laughs> my, my goodness. Who will not be named. Exactly. Uh, remember he was asked about Kyle Trask in that press conference oh, leading up to Atlanta? Yeah. He had no time for it. Just dismissed it. He had no hand. time to talk about Kyle because Trask. Because that's what Brady did. That's what Brady did. You know, Brady never embraced Kyle Trask. You know? Mm. I think that was the competitor in Brady. Of course it is. And that's why he's the greatest to ever do it. Right. But it didn't didn't necessarily help the development. I can't believe for one minute. And someday I'll get the clear answer on this. I can't believe for one minute that the the Bucs did not want to see Kyle Trask in that game. You know who didn't want to see Kyle Trask in that game? Tom Brady. Um, anyway, but that's, that's long, long gone. But Kyle Trask, look, and it's funny because if you go out there, if you went out there to Bucks camp today, or they're not practicing today, but if you this week, and you were just, you didn't know who, who these guys were. You didn't know their previous resumes. Right. All right. And you were just looking at the quarterbacks and you're looking at this guy. Wow. That guy's big. He can move. He throws really well. Yeah, who looks like the actual starting quarterback. Who looks like the NFL quarterback. It's Kyle Trask. Yeah. It's not the diminutive Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield looks like he's, you know, like that second string guy that could be pretty good. Right. If he was. It, it looked. Wow. He's got some and sizzle I, on. And I don't ball. want. And I don't want to come off again. Not that you're trying to, but I don't want it to come off like we're trying to tear down one guy no. by building the no. other up. No. Not doing that at all. I'm just. I think we're just really saying that. I think we've both been blown away from Kyle Trask in the early part of this process, and maybe I don't know if we saw it coming. At least I didn't. I think I was a little bit more open-minded than most. Probably kept, more than I, me, I, for I sure. Mean, I kept telling everybody, you know, stop throwing this guy away. He's, you know, we haven't seen what he can do yet. I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm just saying, can I see it? Can I, can I get it? Can I get a look? That's why I was so adamant last year about him playing that game. I wanted to see it. I wanted yeah. to see it. And this is why I wonder when we get further along in this process in preseason, regardless of what happens, if you're Todd Bowles, you know what you're going to get out of Baker Mayfield, mostly probably, if you put him out there. You're Todd Bowles. You don't know what you're going to get out of Kyle Trask. He may wilt it's under. He, it's still an unknown, and that's the fear that you have here right, with him exactly. not playing last year in Atlanta because exactly. you didn't get that real experience. So it almost like this, in Todd Bowles' mind, I wonder if in his head he's still dead set on, well, I'm starting with Baker no matter what because I know exactly what I'm going to get. And I if, hope not. And if it goes south, then we'll throw Kyle in there. I wonder if that's Todd Bowles' thinking. Or if this is a true, if this is a true competition, like they said, and if you go with the guy who's impressed the most throughout this process, right now I got to give the upper hand, like you said, to Kyle Trask. And here's where, you know, the the conundrum happens. You have head coach on hot seat, needing to win games, mm-hmm. thinking that if we don't turn the ball over, and we have a, a guy that's been there and done that before. And I keep pointing towards that that 2020 season that Cleveland had, where he was. 27 uh, touchdowns, what, eight interceptions, and, you know, the run game was really balanced. It was a great run game in Cleveland. They they win, they win, go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Baker Mayfield was healthy the whole time, had some competent coaching. He was good. He was really good. And that's the Baker Mayfield I'm counting on getting this year. And if we get that Baker Mayfield as the starter, the Bucks are going to win this division. They're going to go to the playoffs. And then, you know, who knows what happens. Um, I, I believe that. I think Baker, he's shown that that he can do that in the NFL. Right. Okay? Kyle Trask has not. 
Kyle Trask will be at, be out there in the starting lights, and he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make rookie mistakes. And do you think Todd Bowles on the hot seat has the stomach to, to do an on-the-job training where Kyle Trask may be the, the better answer for this team down the line? Kyle Trask could be the next Buccaneers quarterback. You don't know. And you could sit there, oh, how stupid is that? How stupid? How many how many examples do you need me to talk about? Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. I mean, we go down the freaking list. You don't have to be the number one draft pick to be a great quarterback in this league. Nobody knows until you step out on the field, Tom Brady, if you're going to be the greatest quarterback in the sixth round that has ever played in this game. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. What I'm saying is we don't know until we see it on the field for it, with a good sample size. We don't know. So... Why not? Where, where is the danger in letting this play out? And I, but there's the conundrum: is the head coach does he have the stomach for this? Right. To to watch Kyle Trask go through the growing pains that every young everybody said Kenny Pickett sucks. What do you what? What's he going to do? He was pretty good last year and might be a pretty damn good quarterback in this league. We don't know until they get out there and play. Ravi, yeah, I mean the, the the examples you can keep going. I mean the ones that come to my head. I mean. The Commanders, then Redskins, drafted two quarterbacks. They drafted one second overall, and they drafted another one in the fourth round. Who's still playing? Who's still playing and making a lot of money and everything. And playing, playing, and playing pretty, pretty, damn pretty, well. pretty damn well, right? Yeah, uh, yeah if, you didn't, if you're not paying attention, RG3 to Kirk Cousins. Right. Uh, even to the point where uh, what San Francisco is a great example right now. I mean, you're seeing Trey Lance. I don't even know if this guy's even going to win the quarterback competition, and he's going up against Brock Purdy. Who had Brock Purdy? That being, you know, a guy that Mr. Relevant almost led him to a freaking. If he doesn't get hurt, he may have been Mr. Relevant leading the San Francisco 49ers to the Super right. Bowl team in his rookie year. Did you have that? Oh, Brock Purdy sucks. He's never going to do anything. You know, you don't know. Yeah. You don't, that the quarterback position, more than any in football, is the biggest wild card. You can't predict who's going to be great, in the, which is bizarre because. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about guys who are gone over with a fine-tooth comb? I mean, they know how many freaking hair follicles they have on their ass When by the time you get to the draft yeah. day. I mean, these guys are so – you do background checks. There, there you are start, probably – You're talking to their elementary school teachers, and we st- with all that information, we still don't know if they're going to be able this, to do it. You could probably go back the last 50 years of football, yeah. and this is probably more relatable to you because you've been around yeah. the block a while. yeah. How many quarterbacks, and at least in my time, like I could probably name four or five guys in my time of being a fan. So I'll go. I'll just say the last fifteen years to keep it short. I could probably name four or five guys at the top of my head who you knew right away, like they were layups. That yeah. guy's going to succeed in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, and I'm literally talking like an Andrew Luck is who I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm thinking of like a Trevor Lawrence, like a Joe Burrow, like certain guys like that that just kind of jumped off the page immediately. Are there even questions about Joe Burrow? Exactly. Even he he wasn't a perfect he wasn't a perfect prospect. But then some of the guys that I was really high on, I got it completely wrong. Right. And mate, Jameis Winston. Yeah. I thought the guy was gonna like win Super Bowls and everything. When he got drafted to the Bucks, I'm like, okay, how many Super Bowls are we gonna win with Jameis Winston? That's right. Right. Yeah. Never got to the playoffs. But he and he had great ability. But he had that fatal flaw that he could never fix. Right. They just quarterback, like you said, it is the hardest position to evaluate it's, and find. The the top quarterbacks drafted, there are more failures and busts, probably five to one, than there are guys that actually became great quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, maybe ten to one. 
if you go look at all the guys that have been drafted in the first round. And you just look at historically, Joe Montana, third-round pick. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, sixth-round pick. I mean, yeah, Steve Young was a first-rounder. I'm thinking Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, like, yeah, like again, the layups. Like, yeah. Elway was obvious yeah. to everybody, I think, probably at that time. But, and he but was not until be a guy. late in his career did he ever win anything. Correct. Not until he got a running game did he ever win anything. Correct. So it's it's a team game, and it's so, so, so often it depends on where these quarterbacks go. You know, I could probably pick you know ten quarterbacks that could have been great had they gone to another system in a better team that were just washed yeah. out because they were and, just you know. And so I tell you what, no matter who the quarterback is, this was a great point here from James that Brock Purdy also has a great head coach, something the Bucks lack. Um, that is certainly true when it comes to Kyle Shanahan, and that's when it turns to Dave Canales, and you know this too. Sometimes a, an offensive wizard, a great offensive head coach, a scheme can prop a quarterback up, make him look better than maybe he is a little bit, and get the most out of him. So it almost goes hand in hand. Dave Canales has also have to find a way, and this is why there's a lot on his plate this year as a first-time play caller. In addition to doing that, he's going to have to elevate one of these quarterbacks, no matter what it is, if the Bucks want to get to where they want to go. And again, when you listen to Dave Canales speak, you just believe that he's going to figure it out. You do. You do. You do. I know it's not everything, but again, comparing him to the other dude, like head coaches are so hard. Sometimes it's so hard to listen to coaching press conferences because they can get very cliche, as you know, a little boring. Mm -hmm. I listened to the entire Canales press conference yesterday, 16 minutes long, in my living room while I was eating dinner. And it flew by. Yeah. It flew by. Yeah. And I was in, hanging on every word the guy had to say. Yeah, it's informational. It's authentic. It's authentic. And authentic, authenticity makes you believe yes. in, in somebody. Absolutely. And he certainly has passed that test so far. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. 100%. Um, all right. Get to some of the comments here. Uh, Richie P. says, um, I like Trask is doing his part as it relates to preparation, weight loss the past two years. He's done everything he's been asked to do as, as Todd Bowles offered up last year, right? Um, when asked who the hardest worker is or something like he just offered up out of his Kyle Trask. Every time I look out my window, he's out there working on something. And again, that in his progress, in my opinion, was stunted by the organization vis-a-vis Brady because he had no time for it. And frankly, I get it. It, it was about Brady and it should have been. Yeah, we were Brady. in a Super Bowl window. I, if I were them, I would have, anything that came out of Brady's mouth, I would have said, yes, sir, let's, let's do it. I mean, that's just, and that's what they did, basically, until, you know, the end when it didn't work out so well. But they got a Super Bowl out of it. So Correct. it wasn't so it was the right decision. <laughs> nope, it's absolutely the right decision. Um, but, again, I mean, maybe the last the last game of last year probably would have been better for the organization. Um, now, we're, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, what was the other one I wanted? Uh, from James. Uh, so if Bucks start trash, they go one and three, and then they turn to Baker. Seriously? Look, it, I, I People always want to know, like, if, they, if the record is this, then this should happen. That's ridiculous because how did they get to one and three? Did the defense give up the booty, um, you know, give up 30 points a game, and Kyle Trask is out there going 24 for 27, throwing three touchdowns, and they're one and three? I Listen, mean, it's very likely. You don't know. It's very likely. One and three, and it depends how they get there, right? Right. But it's it's very, very much likely depends it's, on how they get there. Yes, but it's very likely the Bucks could be one and three when you yeah. look at the schedule. Absolutely. They, they got to play Minnesota on the road to open. Not easy. No. They got to play the defending NFC champs in Philadelphia on a prime time game at home, right? So you like that? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. And then you got to go into a place that has typically been a house of whores outside of the Brady years, and that's New Orleans yeah, away. Even Brady couldn't win there. Exactly. Right. It's very possible the Bucks open up the season 1-3. and three. 
But yeah. there's going to be certain factors. Like, if sometimes the quarterback plays well and you just don't win the game. Right. Right? So it's not as easy to say, okay, they're one and three, you need to make a change of quarterback. You have to see how that quarterback performs. But, yes, 100%. they could be one and three. They yeah. could very well. And that's why I keep saying this year is about patience. It's about, you know, you want to win. Winning helps you develop as an organization, okay? But you also have to have an eye on the future. You have to start developing young players. And there's going to be some hard knocks with that. There just are. So, and that's that's in, you know, that's the dichotomy there is you have a head coach that has to win mm-hmm. to to keep his job, so it's it's a and, weird and also dynamic. and very and I don't know I know ownership doesn't typically get too involved. It seems it comes it counts off like with this team, but let's be honest, the Glazers are not. I would not call them a patient bunch when it comes to Bucks head coaches. No, they are quick to pull a trigger they, if they feel they need to. They are, um, you know, they are silent influencers, but they do get pissed off, and you know, Jason Light hears it. He hears it when when stuff goes bad. He hears it, and and that's taken seriously. But thank God they're not out there, you know, doing press conferences, you know, out, outside the locker room. Because I see, look, we see them every game as we go down to the locker room. They're getting into their very nice cars and getting their uh, escorts out of the beautiful, beautiful cars. Um, but they're not sitting there going, "Hey, come over here, JP, and give me Correct. give me a mic." And, I'm, and thank you, thank you. <laughs> that's great. I would love to hear from them, but no, I. I as a as a media person, I'd love to. But as a as a if you're a fan, you don't want to hear from the owners. You right. just don't. They they can have their say behind closed doors, and that's that's where it belongs, yeah. in my opinion. Not you know they not discounting their right to say it. I'm not saying that, but that's they do it the right way. The Glazers do it the right way. Um, uh, with the football, with the American football. football. <laughs> yes, let's not even get into that. <laughs> uh, all right, before I uh, hit our first break. Well, actually, actually, let's go ahead and hit the break, and then we're going to come can back. I, can I get to this comment real quick that yeah, just sure. came real quick from James Ludman? We and love this, our comment. This is true, by the way. If both these guys are bad and the record reflects that, you have to make a play for Caleb Williams. And I will say, I don't know if it's going to be Caleb Williams because even if these, by, these guys both fall flat on their face, I don't know if they'll be picking number one. I think that's still unlikely. But here's the thing. If they, if they do suck... If they do suck, you will be in a position to get a blue-chip quarterback next year, and then hopefully you reset and we'll see. The whole idea of tanking for a quarterback is, has, has proven to be complete folly. Yes. Complete Very folly. Very difficult. Because you, your tank may not happen. See Brian Flores. Um, and can destroy your franchise and destroy your locker room, destroy your credibility as a, as a franchise because the players and, and coaches aren't going to tank. You get you have to do it organizationally, and everybody knows you're doing it. If it f's up your franchise, it just does. So don't even think about that. Now, if it gets you know, if it gets down to like it did for the Buccaneers in the second half of a game, you don't need to win, and you can secure the first round pick, and, and you know, and you're yeah, okay, I'm fine, fine, lovey, pull I mean, the starters. Car- I mean, Carolina did it last year yeah. essentially. I mean, that's but just they knew smart. they were they knew they were starting over completely. Yeah, that's just being smart. But they, they, but I, you, you need to play out the season legitimately. And when it gets to the point where there's a point of no return and it's just stupid to win a last game like last year for the Texans, then, of course, don't be dumb. But, but don't go in, don't make that an organizational philosophy. Yeah, don't go into the season yeah, saying, like, hey, we better not win any games. Because you don't, that's know, when you lose a team. Because you don't know if the guy you're going to pick is going to pan out, Jameis Winston, 
or you don't know if you're even going to get How many the first times pick, has this happened? How many times has this happened before? You go into a college football season and we yeah. see mock drafts come out and everybody's got this one guy penciled yeah. in at number 1 yeah. and then the season goes By on. The end of the year. And you know what you want who I think of was going into 2020 was it 2021 I want to say or 20 the last year's draft actually. Was it Will Levis? No, no, no. people talking about well, him. him. Yeah. But I remember coming out of the 2021 college football season there was a lot of people talking, or 2020 rather, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Everybody had Spencer Rattler yep. penciled in at number yep. one for the 2022 NFL Draft. Yeah. Well, how'd that work <laughs> out? Working. How'd that work out? Tua. Sometimes you get it wrong as an evalu- as know, evaluator, so you it. might tank for somebody. He's no longer the top guy. Look at Tua. You know, yeah, he had a good, you know, kind of season last year, but... You know, Nobody I, had Joe Burrow coming out of nowhere that year. Nope. Nope. So it's, it's folly. It's complete folly. I, the Caleb Williams thing, I don't want to hear about it. And, you know, the way that young man handles himself and his notoriety, we'll see if you're, if you're, if, if, if his success continues, number one. Yeah, being, being, being called the, being called Pat Mahomes in college, yeah, that is he a, needs to, he needs to mature lofty a little bit for me to get on board with that. You're whole still mad anyway. about the whole, the fingernails thing. It's not just that. It's, there's a lot that goes into it. If you're going to be the face of my franchise. I know you will take I Jordan want, Travis, number one. I want, Talk about high character. Talk about I wouldn't draft him number one, but um, I, I, it remains to be seen if he can play in the NFL. We'll see. Let's watch him play his senior season and win a Heisman Trophy in a national championship, and then we'll do, <laughs> then we'll evaluate him, right? Well, you want to talk about high character? There's your guy right there. there there's your guy. Uh, Caleb Williams would do well to to watch how that young man comports himself, and uh, he's, his draft stock will soar. If he does so. Um, all right. Greg, Greg, lots of good stuff coming your way. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group. J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. Get that great personal attention you so richly deserve with Scott Jeeves and the Jeeves Law Group. Very aggressive. They will get a great settlement for you. Very approachable. They will call you back. They are the group to go to. The Jeeves Law Group. J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. All right. Back in three. We got the Canalis interview. The Evans interview. Lots of great stuff coming your way here on the J.P. Peterson Show. Stay with us. As you're experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had, it's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well, so do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, Testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional, targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. 
I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF, they did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show on this hump day. Brought to you by the great folks at the Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. If you want to uh, get your testosterone right, just got my blood work back. Testosterone's good. Cholesterol, not so much. Not good to know. <laughs> Need to work on that. Not too bad, but... Uh, but the folks at Bay Area Modern Medical Center are helping me with that, and I guarantee you on my next blood work that's done, we will be down in the acceptable range. We're not far from that. 
Um, but the testosterone is good. Everything else looks really, really good. And, and that's what they do over there. They look at your individual blood work, your individual habits, and they devise a program just for you. Not a one-size-fits-all, not a here's a pill for the symptoms. They look at the root causes of your issues, attack them, and make you healthier moving forward in your life. And that's what it's all about. So uh, just get an appointment. It's really, really easy. Just go to BAMMC.com. And you can use your insurance for the blood work and all the labs. Uh, the, the fees for the services are very, very reasonable. And you get that personal attention. Uh, Chris Lugo spent an hour and 20 minutes with me on my initial consultation uh, to become my primary care physician. And I highly recommend you do that to get that personal attention. You go to these other places, folks, and they're just a number. You get, they got 10, 15 minutes uh, to talk to you, and they just want to get you out the door. They take no personal interest in you um, for the most part. So... Get out of the medical machine and get to somebody who really cares about what's going on and will look at what's going on in your personal situation. And that's uh, Chris Lugo and the, gay, and the folks over at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C dot com. Um, all right. Uh, Rays get a big win last night over the Yankees. Thought they were going to throw it away there at the end, Colin Poche. What the mm. hell is going on? Eat Zach Paredes. What are you doing? Um you got a lead like that. Hold on to the daggum ball if you can't make the play. I know, and I tweeted last night. I tweeted last night, too. I was like, with alarm bells, I was like, the Yankees have scored a run, everybody. Like, oh, my goodness, it's happened. And then I'm starting to see that inning unfold, and I'm like, oh, no. I started trolling, and here we go. It's going to bite going to bite me. I should have known. I mean, with Colin, wait the half hour. With, with Colin Poche on the mound, in. with Colin Poche on the mound, I should have known better, right? Yeah. But all was right with the world. Peter Fairbanks came in, and Peter oh. Fairbanks is starting to turn a corner yes, he is. with his elite stuff. Can I say something? Go ahead. I'm watching the broadcast last night on TBS, which. Oh, you watch the TBS broadcast? Yeah. What's the matter with you? I, I kind of like to get, I love our guys, but sometimes I like to get a national perspective. And I hear something that I learned that they probably didn't tell you on your broadcast. Okay, well, spill it. Giancarlo Stanton, when he has a day off, doesn't pinch it. He gets a full day off. Right. How much is that dude making? Quick, quick check. I think like $28 million a year. Might be more than that. Ridiculous number. So when he gets a day off, he can't even pinch it. Well, do you want to know? Would you like to Would you like to know his career numbers? Pinch hitting? They're not good, but I mean the fact he's, is he can't do it. He's he's three for forty. That's an 075 <laughs> average with twenty two strikeouts as a pinch hitter in his career. So get better. And they actually put that stat up before play, he came up, and I'm I like, know, okay, we're you good. You can't play the field because just get in a freaking cage. You know why he sucks as a pinch hitter? Because he sits on his ass the whole damn game and then hops up finally and goes up there instead of moch pinch hitters who in the seventh inning yeah. or thirty-two million by the way, thirty-two million annually. That's about that's about sixty percent of the Rays' payroll. He can't play the field and he can't pitch in. Well, he's playing the field now, but <laughs> he can't play it very well. No, no. Wow, what, what great versatility, Brian Cashman! You are a genius. That team sucks. You are a genius. That team How sucks. How does Cashman still have his job? I'm, I, I I'm don't just, know. I just they did nothing. Me. They did nothing at the deadline except acquire a middling reliever from the White Sox. What are you doing? Like, what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad the Rays are, are here to bury him for the year. Yeah. I love Bluebirds coming out in Yankee Stadium. So bad. All this money they spent on Carlos Rodon just to get shelled by the Rays. It's perfect, man. All these fly. How many times you thought Aaron Judge hit a home run last night? Two or three times? No, that one fifteen that almost killed the second base umpire was impressive. No, well, you, you know the crowd goes, like, the crowd's getting crazy. There it is, and it's just a you know lazy fly well, ball to left. You know, was, was that the first at bat? 
I'm trying to anyway. It's I think it was Eflin. He threw two. They were just pitching around him, and then he just threw a big juicy one right down the middle. I'm like, ooh, like when he leaves his hand, I'm like, ooh, ooh, and he just smokes it. It right. almost kills the second base. But you know what? For the most part, they've done a great job pitching to to Aaron Judge. He's yes. not getting anything to hit. No, he's not. Why would you? No, he's Why not. Even if, if they walk him, I, yeah, I'm, I don't care. there's nobody else. He has no protection. Yeah. The guy hitting in front of him last night was Jake Bowers. Yeah. There's no protection there. <laughs> it's so great to see the Yankees. It's suck. so awesome. You suck, Yankees. You're so bad. All the money you spent. How does Cash It's so funny. Both the New York teams. I take, no. Did you see how the Mets game ended? Last, side note. Did you see how the Mets game ended last I night? I did not. It ended on a walk-off balk. Their reliever balked before he even threw a pitch in the game. The Rays did that one. Time. And that's how they lost. He didn't even throw a pitch. He just balked on his first time there. And they had Pete Alonso going after a foul ball. Bless his heart. Tampa native. Get him out of there. Yeah. Bless his heart. Foul ball. Come to Tampa. Oh, yeah. We didn't get him either. Foul ball coming down first base side, and he slides. And guess where it hits him? Right in the face. Oh. He took one right in the face. And I was like, in man, that sums up New York baseball this year, man. On that's both bad. sides. On both sides. So I love it. But good night for the Rays last night. All right. Good night for the Rays. Um, do we, we have some uh, – I mean, the home runs. Can Give me a little – the long ball? Yeah, I'll a give you a long ball courtesy of Bally Sports Sun. Yeah, we'll give you the uh, the Yandy one first. Oh, yeah, a little which oppo, I think this out. is his career high, 15th yes, home run. Career, th- career high, 15th home run. High nice shot back into deep right field. Bowers all the way to the wall. Gone. Home run off the bat of Yandy Diaz. Yandy's 15th. And the Rays make it a two to nothing ball game. 367. Short porch Yankee Stadium, Thank man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll take it. That's probably a home run in what? Two ballparks, maybe? Probably not many of I had to guess. That's okay. We'll take it. Yeah, but the other home run was much more notable. Uh, after an 0 for 21, <laughs> Randy Rosarena cuts his hair, by the way. Thank God. Uh, we're done with the Siri dreadlocks as well. Hey, when Siri got those dreadlocks, that's when the Rays started playing bad baseball, by the way. Really bad baseball. So he, he messed this up. He did. He bad messed juju. us up. Bad juju. Bad juju sitting in a chair. First of all, who sits in a chair for 12 hours? Yeah, that's just, that's crazy. That's You're insane. Man? That's insane. My haircut takes 10 minutes. What are we doing here? Now, that alone was your punishment right, right. there. A month of just horrible baseball yep. for everybody. But Randy, oh, and it ended up there. He was 0 for his last 21. I believe like 4 for his last like 60 or something crazy You like are that. correct. 4 like, for 61, 0 for 21. Hadn't had a – he had one home run on my birthday since June – Right. Yeah, and this is, this is all, and I don't. You can tell me whatever you want. Home run derby, because the, look at the way he's been swinging since the oh. home run derby. He's, he's just like pulling his head, swinging huh. as hard as he's. Huh. He's like, wow! I just hit eighty six home runs at the you home know, run derby. That's all so I funny. Do is take this to the uh, to that's the so, to the field. You know, that's so funny. That's so funny. And you know what? I wish I had the clip to yeah. play you from the show after the home it. run derby because I said that to you and you know what you told me no 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 it doesn't really happen that, that much you know I didn't uh, say he'll that. be fine Randy Rosarino well, uh, uh. no you did say that you did say that you mocked me so I'll mock you now today yeah it was 100% well when I heard he was like actually taking batting practice like like a week beforehand well, my, my, my reasoning my reasoning was Randy Rosarena has always had this like wild long swing right and for the first two and a half months of the season he had, he had cut that down yeah. and I just was like why are we going to mess with this he's found a perfect recipe and I really don't have any interest in seeing him go through a slump and that's exactly what happened so that was my concern by the way I'm not, I'm not here to say he's out of it because he hit one home run you know but no let's hope so no but we hope so and here it was this was a bomb off of Carlos Rodon in the third inning 
And a drive. High and deep to left. And that baby is gone. Home run off the bat of Randy Rosarena. And he snaps that hitless streak with a two-run shot. And boy, did he get into that one. Man. I love it. He comes to third base, does his stops, and does that. Yeah. yeah. Haven't gotten that one in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good, Good for, for him. him. We need it. I mean, listen, I, I said it yesterday. Um, you know, they didn't get a bat at the deadline. And so the two guys who have got, or three guys, I guess, that really have to kind of get more consistent at the plate is Wander Franco, mm-hmm. which we've seen him. He's, he's officially snapped out of his slump. Yeah. Randall Lau's on his heater. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that one right yep. now. Yep. But can he find some consistency is the big thing. Yep. And then Randy Rosarena, two, three, four in your lineup has got to produce. We can we can talk all you want about the guys in the lower lineup and the catcher position, this and that. Your stars have to be your stars. Yep. End of story. And it's a good sign that those three guys look to be hopefully coming out of it now. And Brandon Lau has made some plays in the field that have just yes, been spectacular. Yes, let's point that out. Brand- one last night. Yes. Just spectacular. Brandon Lau has quietly been really, really good on the field this season. And I felt so bad ripping him. We did, we did. But we were, you know, we did it for a reason. Listen, I mean, you got to be. You got to be on this show. Listen, you know this. We got to be. You got to be objective. When Brandon Lau was not doing well, we we let him know. And now that he's coming out of it, I think end of story. Regardless of how you feel about our opinions, and this is at least how I feel, I don't really care if I look like a fool. No, I really don't. No, because I want the team to succeed. That's right. I want Brandon Lau to be the best hitter on the team like he's been before. Yeah. But I'm going to call it like I see it. And if I look like a fool, I don't really care. You have to. So I'll have my fandom when I want to. Damn right. And um, he was terrible, and he's been terrible for a long time. Yeah, but he's he's on his heater right now. Let's just hope it lasts into the postseason. And also of note too, Manuel Margot, his first RBI since June 28th. And he made a hell of a catch in right field. Yes. Running catch in right field. That was a hell of a catch. Yes, and I thought it was interesting because there was the report. It was like 12 minutes before the deadline. I'm like monitoring deadline stuff, what's going to happen. And the Rays apparently were looking, they were shopping Manuel Margot. They were trying to do two moves. They were trying to offload Margot's contract and then trying to add another outfielder that was, you know, obviously a better, a better bargain than Manuel Margot and hopefully a better hitter. And they, it was just too late in the game. They obviously couldn't do anything. But then Manuel Margot responds and does that, so yeah. good to yeah. see. Yep, yeah. they're 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 starting to play better baseball, and it's happened against at least teams that are over 500. I won't say the Yankees are a good baseball team, but they're over 500, so that qualifies them for that. Yeah. And of course, the Astros yeah. are. There. By the it, way, shout out to Framber. No hitter. What a no! What a no no. Ninety three pitch no hitter. <sighs> he was good. I think the last time they had a no hitter with that many pitches was David Cohn back in the nineties. And uh, they the TBS went to it. I was watching their post game show. Uh, which Brandon Lau was on. He did a really nice job. With their 17 guys they have on the dais on the TBS baseball show. Um, but uh, he throws, he goes 0-2. I forget who it was, the last hitter. Throws two great curveballs down and in that the guy couldn't touch. And 0-2, he throws a lollipop cement mixer right over the middle of the plate. And then you just cringe. You're like, oh, no. And the guy swings, and it looks like he barreled it up. But he got it on the end of the bat. Right. It just turned out to luck, be a little, little, liner. little liner to short. But it looked, I'm like, oh, my God, that thing may be leaving the yard. There goes the shutout, too. And, uh, yeah, he got lucky on that last week. I don't know, 0-2, what are you throwing that pitch for? Right. That was awful. Yeah, I thought the Rays were going to have a tiny little piece of history yesterday, too, but it, didn't, it wasn't in the cards. What's that? The way Zach Eflin was pitching yesterday yeah. and the efficiency, I was like, are we going to finally see a complete game? 
from a, from the first one since yeah. Matt injuries. Yeah, that ain't happening. But I mean, he was coming back from the knee injury, so obviously, and they were up five nothing. No need to push it here in August. So yeah, he was really, really. But good. he was fantastic. He was that fantastic. was that was quintessential Zach Eflin yeah, right was. there. That guy is a bulldog on the mound. He keeps the pitch count low. He goes deep into games when he needs to. I, I just love this guy. The Rays rotation continues to be just absolute filth. All right, and now we get to the other part. And I said this yesterday that the Rays weren't going to go out and get a bat. And, uh, you know, everybody in the media wants to send them flowers for getting Savale, uh, uh, and, and it was a great pickup, and it's fantastic. But one of the main reasons they got Savale is so they can trade last now and his $25 million salary, which I told you they will never pay. And that's setting up for that happening next year. And I'm not necessarily saying – I'm not going to have a horrible time with that because he – Glass now has had 14 starts. That's the most he's ever done in his career. Okay, he's and I, you cannot find a better teammate, dude. He did the interview last night, the national interview on TBS, and was just hilarious. By the way, got a, a lip tattoo. Who? Uh, Glass now. Glass now got a lip tattoo. Yeah, he showed it. A lip tattoo. You're joking? No. First of all, how much does that hurt? To get a lip tattoo on the inside of your lip? Yeah. It says like, um, what did it? What does it say? You could probably find it on Twitter. Um, nothing crazy. There's no way he got yeah, a lip tattoo. He got a lip tattoo on the inner side. He showed it on the TBS interview last night. Oh, he was in the interview. Yeah, yeah. He showed he showed it to him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it said, but anyway, you know, do you want to pay a guy 25 million who's never had more than 14 starts? And I've said this before about him. He is such a freak of nature. Right. He's such a freak of nature. It's six foot eight. You know, to keep that that whole thing, you know, uh, who's the only great tall pitcher? Randy Johnson was was obviously you know six nine, six ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Jim Palmer was six six, if I'm not mistaken. I could name more tall pitchers that did not work out yeah. just on the top of my head. It's just hard. Like, it's hard to keep that whole motion together and the timing together when you're that big and you're that powerful. It's just I, I don't know if Glass now is ever going to be a guy that is going to be a longevity guy, and that's a lot of money to risk. That being said, again, the Rays, who promised to you know spend money at the deadline, did nothing. They did nothing except save themselves twenty five million by getting Tavali, who well, was going to take take his his part in the rotation <laughs> next year, and 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 they did not go out and get Paul Goldschmidt. They did not because they they would have they would have had to give up some serious prospects and I get I don't that. even know if he was even really on the I didn't see he was really, on the I trade market. I barely saw anything about Paul Goldschmidt. No, the, the no the Cardinals. How many were, big hitters you saw get moved? According to John Morosi, how many big hitters you saw get moved? Well, there weren't that many on team because they they're playing on teams that are in contention because that's what gets you wins big big boppers okay and that's what wins in the postseason power pitching and big boppers guys that have done it in this league consistently and can, can hit against elite pitching, which the Rays have never proven they can do, especially in the postseason. Okay, and that's that's from John Smoltz and me. And it, that's that's obvious. And without making any moves to, to bolster this offense, the Rays are going to do nothing in the postseason. I hope I am wrong. And, I, and yes, they have the best pitching staff, top to bottom, not the best bullpen. They, they do not. They do not have the best bullpen when you're looking at some of these other teams. They don't. They don't. Hmm. Not at the back end. Compare it to other teams. They hmm. don't. 
uh, hmm. and and you've got to score runs, and they're not going to be. I just don't. I don't. I have no confidence in this offense moving forward for the rest of the season to be anything super dynamic, and I have no confidence in it, certainly in the postseason, against the league pitching. None whatsoever, and this is because this team will never go out and spend money well, like hold up, team. hold up. You cannot win a World hold Series up. with the fourth lowest payroll in baseball, which is where they are, and they didn't spend money. Everybody else will spend money except this owner who is stingy, sitting on $500 million of raised money that he put into another account. Go look at the lawsuit, and he can't even get off his fat, fat wallet to make this team a contender by going out and spending real money to get a bopper. Nobody else is going to tell you this. I'll tell it to you. Every time he tells you he's going to spend money and Eric Neander tells you, and I don't want to blame Neander because I'm sure he's out there making deals to bring guys to him, and he's handcuffed by not being able to add any, any significant payroll. So I don't want to put it on him. This is on ownership. It will always be on ownership. He doesn't care about winning a World Series unless he can do it pinching pennies. End of rant. That's just who he is. That's where we're at. Stop believing the hype that you're in on Freddie Freeman, that we're going to go get a big bopper. We're going to spend at the deadline. We're going to spend this money. We're going to put back into the into the organization what we take out. It's all effing bullshit. And I, I'm sorry, Rays fans, to, to tell you about the reality. I hope they get it done on a shoestring budget. History tells me that's never going to happen. We need new ownership for the new stadium and everything else. Sell the freaking team, Stu, and let's move on. Take your billion and a half, $2 billion profit and take it to, to Wall Street and impress all your friends up there and tell everybody how you how you took took these stupid Floridians for all this public money in the new stadium and you know you spread out like a peacock and show all your money and have a great time with it. Fine, just, just go. Let's get some local ownership in here who's going to build a stadium in the right place. By the way, have you seen how many fans have shown up in the poorly located brand new stadium in Miami in their biggest series that they've had in that ballpark? They had 9,000 on Monday, 9,000 last night. You know why? Because it's a horribly located ballpark. We're not going to make the same stupid-ass mistake that Miami made. Let's do what Atlanta did and put the ballpark where the fans are. That's how it works. Okay? Let's don't be stupid and put it in a horribly located downtown St. Petersburg that nobody can get to and nobody around the stadium wants to go to. That's stupid. It's a dumb, dumb expense for public money in St. Petersburg. Mayor Welch, if you do it, you're screwing your own constituents. You're screwing them. That money could be used for much better things. You don't need the raise for St. Petersburg to blossom. You don't need them. It's a horrible expenditure of public money. Let them go to Tampa where, where, where they're going to be successful. That's where Major League Baseball wants them. That's where the most revenue is. Look how the, the Braves are using this incredible increase in local revenue to put back into the team, to put back into the team and pay Charlie Morton and pay your big boppers and pay a real payroll, and then you can have real baseball, competitive baseball in Tampa at a new stadium. This is not crazy stuff, folks. This is the way the Major League Baseball works. And as, as the deadline passes, it's a perfect time for this rant and for you all to understand this is what we're de- dealing with. Can we just be done with it, Major League Baseball? He's the reason we don't have a stadium. He's the reason we don't have contending the ball, ball clubs in the real seasons when it counts. So there we go. I feel much better. I don't even know. Keeping it real. You make it. You make it very hard to respond 
because it's <coughs> up right. Because I'm trying to look at this from an on the field of what my eyes are seeing, and I'm just going to put this out there. The Rays are 22 games over 500. In most seasons, they should be in first place right now. 22 games over 500. Okay? They have the number one pitching staff in the American League. They have scored the second most runs in the American League. Okay? Ancient history. Huh? Ancient history. Ancient history. Yeah. You know, the full 162-game season counts. And here's, here's why I will tell you I'm not giving up on these hitters in the postseason. Okay? Because okay. this year... The facts tell me, the numbers tell me, they're not going to score. Now, let me first set it up here. They were never going to be the team that scores six and a half, seven runs on a nightly basis like they did in the first month, month and a half of the season. That was never going to happen. Correct. Nor are they going to be the team that you saw for a month, month and a half stretch where they score two runs a game or two and a half, whatever it is, and lose a lot of close one-run games. They're not that team either. Law of averages tells me they're somewhere in the middle. And in the last few games that they've started to win here against the Astros and the Yankees, they have fallen right into the middle of what the two ends of the spectrums are for their season so far. I think that's a fair assessment. And when the Rays score four more runs in a game, four, just give me four runs, they are 57 and 18. They are 57 and 18 when you give me four runs. You want to know why? Because the pitching is that damn good. And I don't care what the Astros did. I don't care what the Rangers did. You can have your Verlanders. You can have your Scherzers. I don't care what the Orioles did with Flaherty, which doesn't really move the needle much for me. Expected more of them. The Rays have the best pitching, top to bottom. Anybody in the American League. And quite frankly, those four teams I just gave you are the only four teams that I think have a shot to even win the World Series. And even Baltimore, I'm probably skeptic on more so because I don't buy their front their front start of their their uh their starting rotation at all in big spots. I just don't. And I don't think the Rangers, even by adding Scherzer, have an elite rotation. So you keep saying elite pitching. They have one elite pitcher, one guy who's been really good this year in Evaldi, but he's on the IL. And Montgomery's a three or a four and a staff. The Astros, yes. And that's why I think the Astros are still the number one favorite to win. But I'm not going to just throw dirt on the Rays and just cover them up already. I'm not going to. There were some tough times in there we, that we went through, especially the last three weeks. The whole month of July was awful. I get that. But it's a full 162. I'm not, I'm not ignoring that. And I think you're seeing them. They've come out of this slump so far. And if they balance out to what they've seen right now, that's good enough in my opinion. And as I said yesterday... The hitters that you said that couldn't get the job done last year, maybe they're the same names, but they're not the same players. They have developed. There's no doubt about that. So I'm not going to cover, cover dirt on the Rays right now and put them in a hole and lock them up and say they can't win, nor am I going to tell you that they had a bad trade deadline. I said yesterday I gave them a solid B-plus for the deadline because – Yes, I would have loved to have had a hitter, but I can look at the market and look at the moves that were made around the league and tell you that big boppers were not really for sale. And if they were, the asking price was astronomical to the point where 31 other teams didn't want to pay the price for those hitters. So I'm not going to hold the Rays against that. What I will tell you is that the Rays went out and got what they needed, and that was a a number four starter in their rotation to help take the— 
You may be right, but I'm talking about this year. For this year in particular, where you are going all in and your chips are in, your rotation with Glass now, with Savale, with Eflin, and with McClanahan is the best rotation, not in just the American League, but in Major League Baseball. They went out and got a number four starter, which is what they needed, but guess what? The, the cool thing is, is they got him for really cheap yes, which I don't really care. He's pitched like a number one this year. It's, I don't, I'm not arguing with the move. I'm arguing with what they didn't do and what their biggest need was and still is, and that's offense, improving hitting. But I don't think that was available. It nobody available. else made those moves. Because nobody has the farm system. Few teams have the farm system that the Rays have. Well, what, I know this is a Rays show, but the Orioles could have done the same thing. I didn't they see them have. do anything. They didn't need it. Their offense is pretty damn good. You think, you think they could have added to it? They could have, they could have to added it. starting sure. pitching. What did they get? They got a guy in sure. Jack Flaherty I, listen, who they're trying to fix? I'm not, I'm not That's in, it? I'm not in the discussions with, that Eric Neander is in with the St. Louis Cardinals to see what it's going to take to get Paul Goldschmidt. But I know this. Adding that salary probably wasn't even on the table because Stu would not allow it. So maybe he didn't even have those discussions. Except to say, how much of Goldschmidt's contract will you pay? And then they laugh. Like, none. None. It's $22 million next year. We could have afforded that. But it's, you know, it's probably another $9 million this year. So that's a $32, $33 million investment that he's not going to make because it doesn't guarantee you winning a World Series. But I'm here to tell you, that's how other owners do it. Hell, the Marlins added payroll. Okay? The, the Rays did not. They're nothing significant. $866,000 for what the place of Ollie. The but rest what of does it matter if they got the players because, they needed? Because they didn't spend money on the player they needed was Paul Goldschmidt. That's the player they needed, not Savali. They didn't need him this year. They still have I think three you good, know this. They still have, still have three damn good starters, which is all you need in the playoffs. I think you know more than anybody. You can never, ever, ever I have agree. enough pitching in the I, postseason. I, it, the postseason is about having 100%. great pitching and timely hitting. You're absolutely right. But if I, if I was going to prioritize, I would have said Big Bopper number one at this point of the season. Well, hold up. Hold up, though. Dominic hold up, though. Closer number two and starter number three. And they chose uh, they chose door Fairbanks number three is a great closer. Fairbanks option. is a great closer. And the other options they've added into the bullpen throughout the year. Bob Stevenson, fantastic. Jake Diekman, fantastic. Latell's been a great find. Kevin Kelly, for crying out loud. I, Good that's find. Right. I remember, they have all I remember these finds. Diekman closing out some World Series games. And, and Stevenson, that's right. I remember them pitching oh in high leverage God. situations in the postseason. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't. No, I don't. There, you, you think the regular season is like the postseason. It's like the hockey. It's two totally different things. I'm not it's disputing. Two totally different I'm not things. disputing that. But how many? Guys? You want to build your team for the regular season? Good for you. Nice and cheap, and you make your make your hundred million dollar profit every year, Stu. That's nice. You want do to I get have, in with the big boys? Do I have to remind you? Money do to I have to remind you boys? that all three guys in this three of the guys that are in this rotation right now, the top three guys, take Savali out of it. Who has pitched in the playoffs? I believe the other three guys have all pitched in the World Series. Yeah, they've all pitched in big games. I'm not, but. My point: We don't have a problem with the pitching. The pitching we got, we needed to go spend money on. And I'm telling you, the pitching. And I'm telling you, the pitching is so good and so outstanding. Then why do we and the go defense, for the most part, is there. Why do you want Justin Verlander? I don't. Why would you want that? Why would that be? Oh, now, that's, now it's too much money. Now it's too much money. That's a ridiculous expenditure of money. So is the Scherzer so move. They're, they're ridiculous. I, when Savali's not, been better than both this season. Which why I'm here to say it's not just about throwing money at the problem, but at some point you've got to get to a floor. 
where you where 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 you're even capable of winning a World Series. And there's never been a team. I think they're capable right now. I think you're 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 uh, yeah they're capable just like they were last year when they scored one run in 24 innings. I don't think we ever thought they were capable of winning run. it last year. Oh, <laughs> you were here. Oh, we're gonna win the World Series. I'm like, not with this offense. We you ain't. think I said that when they won 85 games and backed their way into the playoffs, they're gonna win the World Series? Well, this is different. In early this is September, different. You were like, oh, we got enough offense. No, we never had enough offense last year. We don't have enough. These are the same freaking guys marginally better marginally better a year they are later. not they are not marginal they are way better than what they were the last, last year. two and a half months they've sucked 3.515 runs a game that's awful that's among the worst in the league so and you take who, you take your best year, and take you take your worst year, and you and you even them out yeah last year's against and then most of this year they've sucked for two month period they were really really good they were really really good that's the anomaly We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. We'll see how it pans out. I'm. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they get into the World Series and Randy hits ten home runs again in the postseason. Woo! That's. I, I'm sure that's going to happen again. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not. And I, and I challenge. But first of all, I Brandon challenge Lyle's you. Gonna stay hot first for of all, months. first of all, I challenge oh, yeah, you this. I challenge you this. When you look at the teams in the American League, and again, I'm focusing on these four teams: Rays, Orioles, Rangers, and Astros. What's to say the Rays don't have? I think the Rays one through five in their lineup because I think you have to have five really, really good impact players, stars, some of them, right? To in your lineup, I think that's fair, right? I think their one through five is better than what Baltimore has their best. Okay. Well, you're shaking your head. You're thinking about it. No. No. You, you don't think Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, Brand Lau, and Isak Paredes? I think that's better than what Baltimore I has. Love, I think it's comparable to the other two, and I think the pitching and I think the pitching is better. I think the pitching is better. The pitching factors it, it, weigh, it outweighs it. You're looking at the. They're not going to have a perfect team. None of these teams are perfect. They're all flawed in some way. You think you think the Astros' rotation now is is is, is as good as the Rays? Damn right it is. Damn right it is. The, the Astros' rotation guys, is better. Top than, is, three guys. I'm not talking about one through five. I'm talking about the top three guys. I'll take my race. <laughs> and I'm saying this, I'm, uh, and I'm, by the way, by the way, I'm saying this as someone who thinks that the Astros are the number one favorite. I'm just saying I think the Rays slide nice and comfortably way, around that two area. Do you think the, the, the Rays can play with the Braves and the Dodgers? I can't Look worry about, I can't worry about that. I, there might not be anybody in the league that can play with the Braves. Well, would it help to have Goldschmidt in the middle oh, of the lineup? I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you that right now. All right. We, we, we're well overdue for a break, but great, great, great debate, my friend. You want to even give me some knuckles on that? I don't even. I think we had two separate debates here. You're talking about ownerships and stadiums and well, payrolls it, and all that, and I'm talking about what my eyes are seeing on, on the field this the season. Field. It matters on the field. I can talk Money about that. I can talk about that stuff in the offseason. Players. Money buys great players. Go look at the payrolls of the teams that win the World Series. We'll have that. You want to see the payroll? You want to see the payrolls right now and how they're doing? Take a break. When we come back, Mm. we're going to get into some Dave Canales. A great interview with Mike Evans. J.C. Allen's going to join us at 1130 uh, for Pewter Report. So lots more bucks coming your way. Stay with us.
right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice generated robot these are confusing times for homeowners and italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation home auto business life it's italiano for all the pieces of your life Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. 
Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. All right. Welcome back to the JP Peterson Show. Brought to you by the great folks at Italiano Insurance. They've been with us for oh, probably a decade now. And and they're great to me and they're great to you. They have the best customer service folks. And uh, just this, what, a month ago, Charity, who uh, handles a lot of their auto insurance uh, helped me out. I needed to get mine by midnight. She stayed on the phone to me till 9.30, getting all my documents, getting everything that was needed. And she saved me $1,000 on my annual premium. 1000 bucks, folks. With inflation the way it is, it's not 8%, folks. It's not 2%. It's about 50%, right? It's Everything costs so much more. Save money where you can, right? Italiano can do that with your homeowner's insurance, your auto insurance, any of your insurance needs. Just have them do the insurance checkup. Give them all your information. They'll do all the work, and they'll come back to you with some better prices, as they did for me, and save you a lot of money. I mean, there's chunks of money you can save here. And that's at Italiano Insurance, the best customer service. And by the way, if, if you haven't checked up on your homeowner's insurance lately, I believe it's 40% of people are underinsured in the state of Florida. you got to update that. Make sure because if we get hit by a hurricane and you don't have enough insurance, you're screwed. And a lot of people are going through this now with, uh, with our last hurricane down in Fort Myers. Do not be one of those folks. So make the call, 813-877-7799, and make sure you're properly insured and you're saving all the money you can possibly save the best customer service a human being will answer the phone which is rare it's italiano insurance 813-877-7799 and they do amazing things in the community as well so it's uh these are the folks we love having being part of the program because of all those things they do 813-877-7799 all right uh, a little bit more bucks talk here as we mentioned the, the quarterback the quarterback competition is real, folks. It is real, and Kyle Trask has had a great first week, probably pulled even, if not surged ahead, and um, this will bring the best out of Baker Mayfield. Now, Dave Canales, the offense coordinator, spoke with the media yesterday, and we're just going to play this in full. We'll stop it down and give you a little bit of analysis, but uh, we're going to learn so much about the offense and defense of this emerging team, so let's, let's hit it. Making big catches, Tay, Cade. What is it about your offensive system that allows them to play so fast, so quickly, really be on the same page with these quarterbacks? Well, first I'll just give Brad Idzik some love. You know, he does a fantastic job. He and Jeff Castle and David Rye are all in the receiver room. So you got three coaches um, that are in there really making sure that nobody gets left behind. So whether it's a little, it's an extra 10 or 15 minutes with this guy 
or that guy. And then, then the intentionality of the install. So what we try to do is not overwhelm them with volume. Um, where in the past, you know, you might be responsible for this entire playbook. You know, we're going into our uh, seventh practice right now. Well, if you break it up into smaller clusters, they can really focus on, say, two or three days at a time, and that really helps the young guys. Um, this goes back to Pete, you know, way back to USC, and, and you know, his promise to a lot of the uh, freshmen coming in is you're going to play. You know, we don't expect you to know all the plays, but what you do well will let you showcase that. And so um, that also followed us to Seattle, and we were able to get some guys to play early and be effective by not overwhelming them with too much. Hey, one more thing on the quarterback situation. You're going into uh, practice number seven. Mm -hmm. Would you say the quarterback competition is even tighter since day one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think... Um, you know, just, you know, we, we were in the spring right in this room talking about it, you know, and just, you know, the pros and cons of just naming a starter for the comfortability or playing this thing out. Well, I think what, what we're seeing is we're seeing a couple of guys who both have to put themselves in that starter mind frame uh, going into the practices, knowing, hey, today's my day. I get to run with the ones. I get, you know, maybe a few more reps. It's pretty much even, even when we go ones and twos the way we do it. But, um yeah, I just, I just, you know, I see the two guys really challenging each other. And then and the cool part is in our room, which, which a lot of people don't get to see and, and hear, is just, um, you know, rule number one, we're here to help the Bucks win. So whatever that is, we do that. And then second rule is we help each other. So Coach Moore, myself, Thad Lewis, Jordan Somerville, the assistant quarterbacks coach. Now you've got four coaches with three players. So we're all in there talking. Um, if there's something that benefits the team on a play, somebody sees it and says it. You know, so you see the guys helping each other, um, and uh, it's really just elevating the room and the competition factor. You know, don't leave John Wolford out of the deal too. Like he wants to make plays and he has his own style of doing it. Um, he brings a lot to the table too. So it's a really, really good uh, competitive cauldron that we're creating in there. You Stop it, boy. Is that is that refreshing? Just just the candidness of absolutely. It's like it's, coaches are so afraid to say things like this. Like, tell us what's going on. Absolutely. it's not. I've, I've seen so many head coaches like, ah, we're not going to tell you who's going to start. We're not going to hold that back. Like, it's some type of advantage. So ridiculous. I, I love everything this guy's talking about. And the volume of what guys can handle. I've always said this. Having great knowledge as a coach and all, you, know, you can know everything about football. You could be a savant. But if you're not communicating it to your players where they can actively use it on the field in an efficient way, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. If you overwhelm them, they can't play. And, and you saw that a lot with the Gruden offenses. It's just like, here's, a, here's this pile of playbook this big. Some guys can handle it, like you're maybe Brad Johnson, uh, 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 but most guys can't. I, I, just, <laughs> I love the way he, 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 he thinks this through. Fantastic. Let's continue. On the offensive line, and Worfs and Jensen, it would have been easy for you to sit there and say, "Okay, you guys are set at center and left tackle, and at left guard and right guard and right tackle, we'll have a competition and rotate some guys through there." But you decided to kind of pick your five starters and let them build continuity and chemistry from day one because that does take time. Can you just speak to that that philosophy sure. and, and how that is it's probably going to pay some dividends if all five of these guys do their job? Sure. So. I mean, high hopes, right? That group just stays and plays. And but we all know the NFL, and we know that different combinations get thrown in there. But I think what happens is it's a communication thing. So 
when guys get used to talking to certain players, then that communication becomes really fluid, really natural. Um, they're used to this guy playing right next to him and the combinations and the blocks, not just the verbal communication, but that physical communication where two people are working on one guy, comboing up to the second level. They start to get used to how he hits this guy onto me or how this guy slows him down for this other combo to, to overtake it. So um, even if it doesn't end up being that combination, at least the work of it, the physical work of it, allows us to get good clips on film for us to study and to show the team, like, hey, this is a really good, et cetera. What kind of analytics or technology uh, component is there to the quarterback competition? Like, are you able to track and practice who's releasing the ball quickly? Yeah. So, I mean, we have the most experienced person in the building, you know, um, Tom Moore. He's tracking the, uh, the ball out every single play, every single pass. So, whether it's seven on seven or or team settings, he's sitting there and he's timing it. Um, and I'm very critical on the quarterbacks in terms of getting the, getting the ball out because we want to encourage our offensive line to be aggressive with their sets to where they don't have to sit back and wait for the defense, see what they're going to do. Go get your hands on them. We're going to get the ball out. And so we commit to them to get the ball out in less than three seconds. 2.7 is our magic number. And if we get it out less than three, if it's past three quarterbacks, you better be scrambling. So if you ever hear me yelling at practice, it's usually because we're beyond that three-second point. And guys, you realistically don't have time to just sit here and pick the open guy. We got to move. We got to train our players to scramble. We got to train the defense to, to cover down when we break the pocket. So it all works together that way. When you're so true. At practice, is mm -hmm. that more just to get the guys thinking less? Or what's the philosophy behind that? It's just a big part of what we do. So just making sure that every day has a little emphasis of the tempo. Um, and then, you know, to your point, if I feel the practice is starting to like, you know, it's, it's hot. It's hot out there. And so if I feel like we're really starting to like break the huddle slowly, I'll throw a tempo play in and then everybody's just right back up, you know. But we try to do it in a respectful manner with the defense because it's not realistic as they rotate and sub people as well. So we try to let them get their call, get their eyes around, then let's go. And then that kind of trains the whole group to play faster, evaluate, diagnose, and then, and then go from there. Just it's something that's um, really noticeable at practice with Canales. Then when they go tempo, they huddle close to the line, like within three or four yards of the line, and they break the huddle, and they're on the ball, and they're ready to go. And I'm like, why don't they run the play? And that's why, because they want to be respectful for the defense. But in the game, they're going. <laughs> they're going. And the defense is, is not even set. They're going to run their play that they're going to run. It's, it's, it's dramatic when you see it, how quickly they get out and get to the line. I love your, um, your excitement for Rashad White. Oh, man. Can do. Yeah. Is everything that you were hoping for out there so far? And Yeah. I mean, you know, just just waiting to see some live bullet play from him. But, I mean, he's just so natural. Everything he does, the run game, the pass game, pass protection, um, you know, routes, you know, really natural with both hands catching the ball. Um, I think he's going to be fantastic, you know. So just my, my part and our part as a staff is making sure – that we are able to take advantage of all the skill set that he brings. With the zone, does, that, does that complement his like style as a slasher more than say a power scheme would? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. That's part of the like the him being such a natural is is there really isn't a run type he hasn't shown to just kind of feel. He feels it really well. So um, he doesn't restrict us in what we can do in that regard. And what about the rest of the running back room? I know it's kind of, you know, him is kind of running back number one, but, but you've got some other guys in there. I know Sean Tucker's a guy we're just now starting to see. But, yeah. but just that whole group, him, you know, 
Keyshawn Vaughn, just, yeah. just how things are kind of going with that. Yeah, it's an exciting group. I mean, Sneak, again, so the cool part about, about Sneak is he's got enough experience um, right now where any run type you give him, he kind of he really knows what it's designed to do. So he's got patience on the ones he needs to be patient. He hits it fast on the ones he needs to. So um, he's exciting. Chase Edmonds, um, you know, was a glorified slot receiver in Arizona. I coached against him, or well, really just watched him play, you know, for a bunch of years while he was there. And he's lightning in a bottle. I mean, he just shot out of a cannon. Um, and he can do as much as a lot of our slot receivers do too. So he's a really dangerous asset for us. Um, you talked about Sean. You know what I'm what I'm noticing about Sean Tucker is um, he's got another gear. So I, he's probably the fastest guy we have in the room, and um, he's he's really got some suddenness to him. You know, uh, Patrick Laird does everything right. You know, he's the guy that's like tapping me on the shoulders, like, hey, you know, on this in the spring we had this route on this concept. Is that what you want? The drawing was this. Yes, that's right. So he's on top of all that. Um, and then Ronnie Brown. You know, I think. You know what you're going to see is we're going to play Ronnie a lot in the preseason. You know we're going to play all our guys, and and uh, he's got a real skill set too in the run game and the pass game. You know uh, he had a lot of carries. Was it Shepard, I believe? And so he um, he had a, f a phenomenal tape. If you ever get a chance to watch his highlight film on on YouTube or some, if you have a second, it. it's pretty fun. Um, and he's got personality too. He brings a lot of a lot of good juice uh, to the room. Coach um, Tom Bull, or sorry, uh, we have some defensive players like Anton Winfield that have said. Uh, been very complimentary of your team and the looks that you're giving them. Um, so what have you learned from Todd Bowles' defense going up against it in practice and how have you applied that maybe to what you're uh, building with the offense? Well, I just, you know, I don't want to speak too much about the defense. You guys just had Casey in here. But um, really, for the most part, just, just the effort and the way they play together, they talk. You know, that's one of the big things. They communicate. They're always talking. And Antoine, he's a quarterback on the field and so he's yelling out the plays he's starting to get you know picking up where we're at why we're doing it here comes a jet sweep you know and he's, he's like there's only a couple things they've been doing out of this formation he's all over it you know and so um we've had some good conversations there and then you know just the uh the corners and the nickels too you know just trying to evaluate how we're trying to attack them uh in the run game or the pass game so um and it's just a good group of dudes so had a good uh Chance to get a little crossover time, you know, in practice, in the cafeteria. Um, just try to build a team right now. Right, it's Dave Canales, your offensive coordinator, and a phenomenal one at that. I mean, he hasn't called a play yet, right? <laughs> We're already putting him in the Hall of Fame, but he is fun to listen to. He gives you great information, really does. Um, all right, J.C. Allen coming up next with a pewter report. Uh, and want to remind you about Extravaganza Productions. They are the folks, if you have a meeting coming up, a charity event, any type of event, big or small, they do it all. They've got a warehouse full of props and are incredibly creative. Paul Thomason and Dolly and all the folks over there will take great care of you. They'll give you a free creative session. If you tell them you heard it on the J.P. Peterson Show, just go to their website, extravaganzaproductions.com, and you can get in contact with them through there. Either email them or call them and tell them you want that free creative session. They would love to do it for you. Uh, and uh, very reasonable in terms of their pricing, and they are absolutely exceptional and professional at everything they do. ExtravaganzaProductions.com. All right, back at three with J.C. Allen from the Pewter Report. Stay with us. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? 
Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show. Brought to you by the great folks at American Mortgage Services. Scott Fitzgerald will get your loan done. He is the best in the business. Uh, still not a bad I- idea to refi. you got a lot of equity in your home right now, and money is still relatively cheap compared to what you're paying at 29% on your credit cards, right? 5 6%, not so bad. Uh, so go ahead and do that. That's something that you should do. And just talk to Scott. He will do a great job of explaining to you where you should be putting your money in terms of paying off bills, what you can do in terms of home equity. If you're looking for a new house and you're trying to find the, the most creative way to get into it, talk to him. He has all the different programs on all the different banks, not just one bank. Instead of calling one bank, call Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services. They look at tons of banks and tons of different opportunities for you to get the best deals. So just email him, scott at amstampa.com. That's scott at amstampa.com. 
Pewterreport.com. All right, let's bring in our good friend J.C. Allen from the Pewter Report. What's up, my friend? How are you? Doing well, guys. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. I did not get a chance to get over for the night practice last night. I, I believe you were there. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, what you, what'd you see? Everybody wants to – we've been talking about the quarterback competition. Yesterday, Canales said it is absolutely tightened up. Um, so what are you seeing from the two quarterbacks from the first week? Yeah, I think, you know, you go into the summer, everyone says Baker's job to lose, Baker's job to lose. But what we've seen is, is Trask really kind of tighten this race up. You know, we had – Coach Canales on our Peter Report podcast, and you know he pretty much said, you know, whoever turns the ball over less and whoever makes, you know, scores more touchdowns, makes those splash plays, is going to be named the starter. Going into this whole um, competition, you know, this was the goal of his is to get both of these guys in that starter mindset, preparing each day like it's their job to win, their job to lose. And I think over the course of you know the six practices that we've seen. Uh, they've both risen to that to that level. You know, since pads have come on, really seen an uptick in, in Trask's production, uh, just making smart, decisive decisions with the ball. Um, you know, Baker Baker's looking good as well. He's just been a little more loose with the ball. He's got, you know, mm-hmm. uh, five turnovers compared to Trask's one in the last couple practices here. Um, a couple other ones that, that were dropped that probably should have been caught as well. Um, it, it, it's going to be an interesting race. Obviously, we got to, you know, we're only three days into padded practices and, you know, we'll see. But at this point in time, I think it's, uh, it's literally a wide open competition right now. And, uh, you know, with Trask's surgeons, uh, right now, you know, trying to obviously take that top spot, um, you know, maybe it's Baker doing a little bit too much, um, putting himself in disadvantageous positions. You know, and just, you know, both said he, he wants a little risk in his quarterbacks, but it's been a little too risky on Baker's side, and that's given Trask uh, what appears to be an upper hand early, early, early. Let's, let's yeah. call it what it is early on in this competition there, Cam. And I'm just curious because we always, we've been hearing a lot, you know, and this probably is true, you know, this is Baker's job to lose, and I think a lot of that is based on the fact that at least we've seen Baker Mayfield play at a high level before, albeit back in 2020, but he's done it before, and we've never seen Kyle Trask in an NFL game. I'm just curious, I mean, based on what you've seen so far, if you had walked into camp and you had no idea who either quarterback was and you were judging them strictly off of of where they are at the moment, which quarterback do you have the ultimate edge to through the whole process so far, as you said early? You know, I think it's it's interesting because they both bring different things. When, when you're you know, looking at the looking at what they do on the field, Baker is a guy that's bringing that energy. He's you know, he's talking trash. He's um, really the guys are rallying around him. And then Trask just has this quiet leadership about him. He's not going to be that hype guy, rah rah kind of, you know, barking at guys and everything like that. He's literally taking everything. You know, even talking to after plays, talking to the wide receivers, talking to the running backs. How do you like this ball placed here? You're seeing the two different styles of leadership these guys have. Um, if I was just walking in, take the, the names off the back of the jersey, um, I think Trask right now would have the upper hand. Um, but again, there's a lot of things that Baker has that Trask doesn't have with the experience and and the um, you know just knowing what an NFL game, a full season, a, a full game as a starter even, not just you know garbage snaps looks like so that can't be discounted either uh, it's real we're really going to see i think a, a real look you know once 
once the uh, the games start. I think that's going to usually these preseason games are just kind of like, eh, whatever. But I think with Trask specifically, we're going to need to see how he handles himself in these games as a starter. Finally getting reps with the ones. He's looking fluid out there. He's looking good, slinging the ball. And, and the most important thing is he's, he's playing turnover-free ball right now, which is ultimately what the Bucks want what, and what's going to determine this, this battle. J.C. Allen of the Peter Report joining us here. You know, one of the other big positions that's up for grabs that we're not probably talking about enough is the nickel position. Um, Zion McCullum might be a, a candidate there. I see D. Delaney out there a lot running with the first team. Uh, and Josh Hayes is a guy I think I, I've seen shine a couple of times. I like the way he plays. He plays with kind of a a, a, a easy, fast uh, quickness. You know, he doesn't look like he's, he's mm-hmm. trying real hard, but he has great makeup speed. I've seen him block, uh, you know, knock down a few passes. Who who do you think has the upper hand in that that competition right now? Uh, right now, D. Delaney, just because he has the experience, he's getting the reps with the ones, but we're starting to see, you know, uh, not just Josh Hayes, but Christian Izian um, getting getting some reps with the ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really, you know, when you look at these three guys, I think these are the three guys firmly entrenched in the battle. Um, you know, D. Delaney has that inside-outside availability. Christian Izian has that safety nickel ability and then you know with with josh hayes he can play all three yeah. uh, he's had that experience in all three areas so they've all shown up and made plays at certain points um in in practice so uh the fact that they haven't brought anybody in um as far as a veteran to compete and there's still some solid options out there with the troy hill uh with the bryce callahan two guys who have played the nickel cornerback position you know at a high level and in really good defenses um, tells you that they really like these guys. At least they want to see more of them before they decide if they want to, you know, bring a veteran into the competition. So it, it's only been a few days. Nickel spots, one of those where you know you're dealing with wide receivers coming out of the slot. So we'll see. We'll see what happens as days with padded practices continues. Um, you know, everyone looks good, good in shorts and t-shirts. You know, like our friend Jalen Darden there. Um, but we need to see we need to see what these guys can do in pads. But so far, it's been encouraging. Um, they're obviously going up against some really stiff competition yeah. with them moving guys like Mike Evans in the slot. Godwin does works out of the slot. He's getting a lot of outside work. Russell Gage. So they're definitely getting um, great looks from the wide receivers. Um, but I, I think it's a little too early to call to even to even some you know call an early winner of that competition. I think they're just. They're they're uh, they're trying everybody out, and we'll see who sticks. Uh, in regards to the the offensive line, and more particularly the right side with uh, Cody Malk and, and Luke Edicke, I I've said that's my biggest concern going into the season because there's a lot of unknown there uh, and inexperience. But you know, I, I heard Canales. We just played his answer about the offensive line and his kind of viewpoint on that. You know, where they have all five guys named the starter, and so they could gel and the communication, all those things. What did you kind of make of that kind of philosophy, and how do you think that five is starting to come along so far? Yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. I think if you're rotating guys in and out, and they are to an extent with center when the center position, mm-hmm. as Jensen kind of ramps back up. Um, you know, they've got Nick Leverett starting some days, Robert Hainsey starting some days. So, you know, that center position is kind of rotating a bit. Um, but as far as cementing your guys and getting them to gel and getting that continuity, I mean, that's that's really important uh, amongst the offensive line. You need to know what your, the guy next to you is going to be thinking 
Um, so you guys, they can just go out there and play freely. They know, you know, again, Sith, look, I'm going to pass this off to you, et cetera. So, um, you know, I, I like the concept. I like the idea. I think um, you have your five best linemen out there probably right now as far as talent-wise. Um, nothing on on some of these other guys with Walton, Hainsey, Leverett. These guys are all um, have proven they can they can play snaps in the NFL at a high level. Obviously, Hainsey was starting center last year, and Leverett ending the season at left guard for the um, after week eight. So, um, I I like what they're doing so far. What I've seen, um, you know, there's going to be some some hiccups, but for the most part, I haven't seen anyone get bullied too too badly. Um, or look out of place. Mock obviously making a similar transition to what Luke did last year, uh, Gedeke did last year, moving from left tackle to right guard, different position, different side of the line after really only playing tackle in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke looks more natural there at right tackle. Um, this offense, too, the way it's set up, where they're you know passing guys along the line horizontally, it really it really wears these guys out. They have the athleticism. We know Luke has his strength. I know, you know, questions have been brought up about his arm arm length, but, um, you know, it, he's finding a way to utilize that to win. He looked really good on one-on-ones yesterday um, going up against a defensive lineman. And one of the reps um, got a little too physical in teams with, with Jose Ramirez and, you know, kind of put him on his butt, uh, ripped his helmet off, got a penalty for that. So he's got to play a little bit smarter on that side. But you can see the strength is there. The mobility is there. Um, it's just going to take time. Pats just came on three days ago, so um, you know that's when we really kind of get to see you know the makeup of of the in, along the lines, both offense and defense. But so far, I've, I haven't seen anything that really causes concern. Um, we'll see as as we as we continue to go through these practices. And again, you know the preseason games are going to be a big determining factor of that as well. Yeah, yeah, and and those practices with the Jets, which are. Even better than yeah. preseason games. I wish I could. Are you guys going up to New York at all to watch those? I will not be able to go up. Are you guys sending anybody? Yeah, we'll have Matty Matera, you nice. know, New York guy. He's going to nice. go up there. All and right. uh, our intern, Adam Sullivan, will be up there, too. Sweet. Cool. All right, tell everybody how they can get your great content, all the uh, podcasts and TV stuff. Yeah, absolutely, guys. So go check out PeterReport.com uh, for all of our latest articles, our, our links to our podcasts. Uh, Peter Report on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on all the socials, threads, <laughs> if you're on threads still. Um, and Peter Report <laughs> TV is where we'll have our podcast. We'll be breaking down last night's practice. Uh, Scotty and Matt will be breaking that down. So, um, yeah, definitely check out all of our work. You can find me at JC Allen NFL on Twitter. Um, we've got a bunch of bunch of great content coming out, a bunch of exclusives coming out. I just actually spoke to Luke Gettigy last night. Nice. Uh, I've got something coming out on some of these young safeties, Christian Izian and Kayvon Merriweather. Nice. Uh, we'll have stuff coming out on David Wells, David Moore. So a lot of good stuff coming through the pipeline, so make sure you're keeping it over at Peter Report for the most comprehensive training camp coverage that you'll find um, and the best coverage you'll find throughout the Bucks throughout the year. You guys are doing an awesome job, JC. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate you hopping on with us. Thanks. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great day. All right. Uh, great stuff there. All right. We got more good stuff coming your way. Uh, we're going to bring you a little bit of Mike Evans, who gave a great press conference uh, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, so we'll hear from Mike Evans, Tampa Bay Treasure. Quick break. Uh, we're both brought to you by the Gold and Diamond Source. 
you're looking for that ring, folks, that engagement ring, no other place to go than the Golden Diamond Source. They have the best selection, incredible staff. It's family over there. They'll make family of you if you become a customer over there and always get that diamond savings account where your diamond never loses its value. It's the Golden Diamond Source, 3800 Almutin Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. Back in three. Stay with us. Law Group, have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation. Home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Hey guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline 
as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan stream sports. No, oh, the off-air show is fantastic. You know, you really are. Super smart. No. And look no, at the whole picture. No. Not just the hot two months of the season. No. You no. want to stake your entire fortune on that. Well, what, what's the difference? I look at the hot two months of the season, and you look at the two months they weren't doing so well. What's the and difference? And all of there? last year. There's that, too. All right, we got to get to Mike Evans. I'm do we have to? This, this, base, this baseball discussion no, has, promised, been, has been very good. I promised Mike Evans, and I'm not going to disappoint the folks here. You just, he gave a great interview oh yesterday. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> man. You just, make, you just make bad statements about the Rays. We got, all day, we got all day tomorrow to argue about this. I think I have to argue yeah. again yes, because I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not there's done. Some, there's some sycophants in the comments that agree with you. You're getting killed on. Yandy you're getting Diaz killed is a on the. Player than Paul Goldschmidt. He is a better player than Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> How many MVPs is he? Won? Oh my gosh! Man. The All Star games. Okay. Oh um, my goodness, man! You know what? The X machine is so killing Evans, you, and rightfully so. Good. I love it. The more, the more I piss him off, the more more engagement we get. That's what we're supposed to do. All right. Uh, let's listen to Mike Evans, who gave a great interview. Um, you know, it just his his ability uh, to get better and improve every year is one of the great hallmarks uh, of his career. And it, just hear him talk about it and the maturity in his voice and everything he says. Let's play it. So, you're 10. Yep, you're 10. Has it flown by for you? Does it seem like it's been 10 years? Yeah, like in the moment, it seems like it's taken a while, but then you just look up and, you know, you were just a rookie and now you're year 10. So that's how all the vets explain it to me. And that's why I'm explaining to the younger players, like, you're going to look up and it's time is going to have flown by. So try not to take it for granted. What does your body say to you? Because, I mean, I know, like, the other day you went airborne and you mm-hmm. just, you know, fell kind of hard to the ground. Do you yep. start to feel those a little bit more or are you still able to brush it off like you used to? Well, it's a little achy, but, yeah, I feel better than I did when I was younger. Much better. Like with, with uh, you know, you're, you're used to 1,000-yard seasons that are, you know, taken for granted. Played through a lot of injuries to, to get that amount of yardage. With with four more seasons of thousand yards, you would move into the top ten all time for wide receivers in terms of the yardage. Do you do you think about that? Not that you're in the twilight of your career. I didn't even sure. I, I didn't know what I needed, but I know I was close to getting to that, yeah. and that means a lot to me. You know, I'm a fan of the game. I always have been. You know, I've respected the game, and you know, hopefully, you know, God willing, I stay healthy, and I'll get it done. And, and along those same lines, um, this year you had the opportunity to match uh, a guy that was one of your idols, and Randy Moss, for second most all-time 1,000-yard seasons. Um, I know that you have the most 1,000-yard seasons from the start of a career, mm-hmm. but just what would that mean to you to be able to capture, um, to hold a, a record with someone that you looked up to so much? 
I mean, arguably, he, he's the best receiver to ever play, or definitely you know, top three in my opinion. And just to be in the same breath as all these guys is a tremendous honor, you know, and I don't take it for granted. Uh, it's just, it's cool. Something me and my family and friends always talk about, and, uh, you know, it's happening. So I'm just trying to do my best to, to make it all happen. You said you feel better now than you did when you were younger. Yep. What do you know now that you didn't know then? What are you doing now? It's, it's life. You know, you live and you learn, and that's what I've been doing. I've had a lot of great vets come in and show me the way, and I've picked their brains and seen what they've done. Tom, Gerald McCoy, Vincent Jackson, Shady. You know, all these guys, I got to see them prepare their bodies and things like that just to maintain that longevity, and you know, it's been helpful. I've got, got a chef in both places I live. That's helped me tremendously, and I work out, you know, way more than I did when I was younger. So that's helped too. Not just working out, but you know, you said you're smarter now than you were when you came to the league. The way you prepare, the way you obviously train, but mm -hmm. the way you see the field. How has that changed yeah. just over the last couple of years, especially with a guy like Tom? Man, every every year the game changes. I remember when I was in college, and Casey Hampton, who's from my hometown, Galveston, Texas. I used to always talk to him because I was like the next guy up from Galveston to, to make it to the pros. And he would he would tell me that the game would slow down like I would never believe. And each year it happened. Like I swear the game slows down for me. I'm able to make adjustments during the game. And um, you know, it's been cool. It's just it comes with playing the game a lot and just getting that experience. Mike, a lot of talk with uh, Trask and Baker, obviously. What have you learned from your experiences with Baker and what changes have you seen in Kyle this year compared to the last two? I mean, they've both been having a really good camp, and we're all learning a new, a new offense, and it's going to be much harder on quarterbacks, but they're making some really good plays. They're both really mobile. They've both got really great arm talent, really really good young players. So, so they're all they're doing well right now. So I'm looking forward to see who gets the job. What do you like about this new offense? It looks like there's more slants and more, more routes that are designed. Mm -hmm. When you catch the ball, your back isn't turned at the end zone. You got the ball you can catch and run, get some yards after catch. What? I love what Dave has, has brought, you know, a different type of energy. Uh, he's a really interesting guy, really fun to be around. And um, in the past, I've been moved around a lot. Uh, but in this offense, I'm going to be even moved around even more. So it'll be harder to, to get a double team on me. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we are able to do this year. I feel like every single coordinator that you've had or every quarterback or just Every couple of years, it seems like you found new ways to evolve your game, and that's that's how you stay relevant in this league and successful. And of course, you also got to stay healthy too. But just um, how can this new system uh, under Canales kind of help you evolve your game even more? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm moved all over the place. I mean, there's things that there's there's a lot of routes. Everybody has the same plays, pretty much. It's just when to call them, they're called different things. But there's a few different, a few routes that I've never seen before. And I look forward to running some of these routes. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to stop some of these routes. Well, I talk about the love that. <laughs> just love that. Um, he, he, he's Ten years in, never run these route combinations. That's pretty cool. Just, this just in, there's a, there's a new blossoming world in the NFL with the route concepts that exist nowadays that the Bucks have completely ignored. Or did ignore under the... I mean, the, they won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. But to this prosper... This is the evolution. Yeah, but this is the evolution. And to yeah. prosper on the on the other side of that era, you have to evolve. And the fact that Mike Evans, like you said, 10 years in, continues to, I guess, be blown away from this offense is just insane to me. And he says he's faster. He says he's faster. You know he does. I saw that, like, two... It was two years ago <laughs> where I, I when it came on the show. I said, Mike Evans is faster than he, he is used faster. to be. He's he faster, is faster and he gets deep. And people that say he can't, he's not a deep route runner... 
Go check the tape. Yeah. Check your sheet. He's more of a well-rounded, I'll say now. Like, he's never going to be a big, like, yak guy, right? That's not really his game. He tends to go to the ground to catch balls too much. And I me. feel like that's why he gets, like, in, I was going to say, like, in this press conference, they touched on it in some of those, like, earlier questions. And, like, his demeanor, like, it was almost like he had that, like, I'm going to talk my shit mentality today. Because, yeah. like, I am one of those guys. He is. He's never talked about in that, in that tier of receivers. What, they just did a top ten in Madden? He's not in it. That's yeah, crazy. and like he was ranked like 53 in the players poll or something like that. So, whatever. But I feel like, I mean, we're watching a player who, if you go strictly by the numbers, and the Hall of Fame is about the numbers, a lot of it. the guy should be there. He's going to have well over 100 touchdowns when it's all said and done, probably in the top 10, maybe top 5 when his career's done in touchdowns at yeah. least. And in yards, like he's pushing into the top 10. Like, this is a Hall of Fame receiver. More than likely that this, we're watching this next contract, which you know, you look at Devontae, who got five years, one forty. I'm sure that's what his representatives looking for. His numbers are on par with Devontae, right? And he had, you know, I, I think, I think he can play at least he's, four more he's years. He's not even thirty yet. I know he could play at least four more years, right? And I think with five this, and, is, and people give him stuff. Why not give, give him, him the money, man? People who give else him, uh, give it to? yeah, yeah. He's just be a buck for life. And people He's give him, uh, people give him flack because they look at the thousand yards and they go, "Well, he finished like a yard over a thousand in this season, and this and that." And it's like. But again, the offenses that he's run and the routes that he's run historically, and the double teams, and the that double he's teams absorbed. that he's absorbed, he's always catching the ball. And this is part of the reason why he doesn't get much yak. Yeah. He's always catching the ball with his back to the end zone. Yeah. So there's not a lot of room where you see some of these more explosive receivers, they're Lance. running all over the place and everything. Yeah. Mike's just Crosses. never been in an offense like yeah. that. Yeah. And he's still got to 1,000 yards with the quarterback play he's had for seven of the nine years he's been in the league. Right. I mean, that's incredible. It's insane, and I just think he's going to have a renaissance this year. I mean, if I'm in fantasy, um, I'm, I'm drafting Mike Evans. I think he's going to – I'm going to think he's going to – you know he's going to get 10 to 12 targets a game, if not more, right. in this offense. I just – I love him. I love what he stands for. He could be out there bitching like 